Fans have been wanting a Darth Vader series for years, and ever since we got a taste of the brutal dark side user in Rogue One, it feels just out of reach. But now we might have some hope. And we also review the last year of Star Wars. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. The surprise nostalgia and just bump in the story of Ahsoka with Hayden Christensen's return to Anakin and Darth Vader, mm -hmm. and not just Anakin, his direct inspiration from the Clone Wars TV series mm -hmm. and uh, some recreations of some famous moments that we saw there was definitely, it was pretty fun. Yeah. And this uh, sparked a reinvigoration for Hayden Christensen when it comes to his acting career. He, he just re-signed to his original talent agency, and he's getting back into acting once again in a bigger sign of things, really. I think we have something interesting because when one of the interviews that he's been doing and making the rounds of in the promotion of Ahsoka and then just obviously everyone's like, hey buddy, when are you coming back to Star Wars? I'd really love to know. He says that he would love to return to Star Wars and to continue playing Anakin and Darth Vader. Honestly, I'm kind of not surprised. It seemed like whenever yeah. we see him on the screen, yeah, all the he's behind like the scenes having stuff. a great yeah. time. You can just tell. You can just tell that he's like, in the role, loving it, mm -hmm. just doing his thing. Oh, for sure. He's having a blast, 100%. Mm -hmm. All of the behind-the-scenes photos is like him just like with a huge smile on his face, hugging all of his uh, co-workers and actors and everything. Like He is 100% on board with this. And, and I think it shows in his uh, acting, because I think he did a really good job of coming back to the character of Anakin mm -hmm. and embodying a lot of the growth of the character that we've seen through the years. Mm -hmm. I will say I was a little concerned uh, when we first saw him in Obi-Wan, because mm -hmm. it was like, Ooh, are you yeah. okay? They didn't do him justice really in Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. He looked older than Ewan did. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they did a really good job with his makeup or helping him out in that regard as well. Because he doesn't look that old. No. He just looks old in Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was a little concerning. But then we saw him in Ahsoka and it was like, oh my gosh, no, he's, he's still... He's still got it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> In fact, he probably has it more because he's a bit older now. And he... Yeah. And also, he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his fault in terms of the more wooden performances that he had in the prequels. It was direction. George Lucas has said himself that he is not a good director of people. It's just not his strength. The script didn't help either. Yeah, the script didn't help <laughs> either. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say the script helped in Ahsoka as well, because mm. the script was pretty bare bones in terms of what actually happened in the show. But needless to say, it was good to see him back on screen. Mm -hmm. But... I did want to pose the question of now that he is totally on board with doing more in the Star Wars universe and wants to do more in the Star Wars universe, what about a Vader series? Mm -hmm. I mean, just more Anakin in general would be sweet, mm -hmm. but the big thing is a Vader series. Right. I oof, I think there's a total market for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, hit us up with it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely would want it to be more in the style of Rogue One. Mm -hmm. um, we've been seeing, I don't know, the shows we've been getting recently have just been a little slower. Yes. Um, and it would be really, really cool to see Vader as he truly was. Like in mm -hmm. our 
modern perspective of what power and yes villainy could be show us why he's feared in the galaxy mm-hmm. i do want to voice a concern with this idea before we go into like the different ways that this would work and be really cool i do want to voice a concern that i've seen when people are like i want a vader series and very well put the response is, but why would you want to see him just be mean all the time? And I think there's a way to do this where you get the brutality of Vader without having tons of flashbacks, but put him in the position of being not just the person that's hunting down the Jedi, not the person that's striking fear into everyone. Have pieces of those. Let's put him in the situation of being on a ship. What would it look like? Because the second Thrawn book, uh, alliances was kind of slow even though it's the shorter of the books in the series mm-hmm. it was very slow to me but what I really loved was the interaction that Thrawn had with Vader mm-hmm. and the discussions they had as work buddies yep. and the differences of opinion that they had and how they addressed that in the work environment I think there's a way to have the brutality and the big moments and just the, the carnage of Vader, Mm -hmm. but also wrap it up in this idea of a empire situation. Yeah, you would need to see... You have to, you can't just be all dark and gloom and evil right. and destruction no, and madness gets, the whole time. That gets old real fast. Um, and you can't really root for someone like that. Yeah. Um, so you would need to see there's no growth. <laughs> the human side of it. And like, yeah, you would need to see him with his allies. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, like, yeah, you can't just compare him to the, the light side all the time because he would just be dark. Just yeah. be darkness and uh-huh. evil. <laughs> so yeah, you would need to compare him to his allies and just how he actually operates in yeah. that. And it would just bring a depth to what we do see on the screen yeah yeah a contrast to what we see of like in rogue one and maybe the behind the scenes and like the details of the inner workings of the empire if you look at uh andor obviously we're gonna bring up andor here big andor fans um if you look at andor and you look at the way that they put forward the empire if you look at the empire and pretty much everything but andor and Rogue One, really. You see the Empire as not feared. You do not Mm -hmm. see them as a threat. You do not see a stormtrooper and think, man, that person's impressive. No, you don't. But in Andor, you do. A TIE fighter has never been scarier Mm -hmm. than when you see it uh, flying above them in Aldani. Mm -hmm. You do not see the fear and the destruction that the Empire is able to do until you see them all together in that boardroom, making decisions nonchalantly about the people that they're they're serving, mm-hmm. or people that they're taking charge of or in control of. You do not see the Empire in any of those ways, in anything outside of those two examples of Rogue One and Andor. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is it'd be really cool to see the Empire as a threat. Yes. And mm-hmm. not a threat in the typical terms because mm-hmm. the people around the boardroom aren't threatening mm-hmm. in terms of like they're going at it. They're like ripping each other's throats out and like everything's gruesome mm-hmm. and like bloody and destruction everywhere. No. It's how can I gain power because that's what the Sith is all about mm-hmm. is gaining power yep. and continuing to gain power what does it look like for these characters 
to put them in a situation, to put the Empire in a place that actually makes them feared rather than in every other medium where there's like, yeah, it's a stormtrooper. Pew, pew. He's dead. Right. This needs to be seen. We need to know why the Empire... A, got so big mm-hmm. and is truly feared. Like, we need to feel that. Yeah. And I think I think Vader could definitely mm-hmm. show us show us the way. <laughs> and we, we have a clear example of a beloved comic series that's just called Darth Vader. And it is much beloved in the, the Star Wars comic space. Everyone loves it as and would probably mark it as one of their favorite comics. I think it's on the shelf behind me right now. And when you look at that, you find a clear example of how they can make a character like Darth Vader interesting. He is intrinsically interesting as we see him go through his process through the the movies and bits and pieces through the extended universe and and legends and all of that stuff you see him as an interesting character but we don't see him as that character on screen and as george lucas said anything off screen is just fan fiction hmm. uh, that was his belief with the extended universe originally and that's why he was like oh yeah i killed chewbacca off who cares because he knew it would not have any impact on the story that he ultimately wanted to tell hmm. Like, he wasn't going through all the Legends books and be like, oh man, I'm going to use this in here. No, he was, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and then that's that. So if you look at, at this, we do not see Vader as any meaningful threat, really, until Rogue One. Mm. And then you see a taste of this behemoth and monster in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that on screen. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there's a, a space for that. Mm-hmm. Um because the times have changed yeah. since the original Star Wars came out. And he was, he was a scary, imposing uh-huh. guy. Watching him as a kid, mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. that person's really scary, but he's also kind of cool. <laughs> but I feel like kids these days, no. Uh-huh. But like, it's not the same. It's yeah. not the same as it was, mm-hmm. what, 30 years ago? How long was it? 40, 40? 45, close to 50. Almost 50 years ago? Yeah. Times are different. So I feel like there's a space where we need, we could be refreshed in mm-hmm. the whole, like, what power really is and what what Vader can really bring to the table. Yeah. And put fear towards the dark side again. Mm-hmm. Because I think as, as we've gotten more examples through Star Wars of the villains and the dark side, we've gotten away from this idea that they're really fearsome. If you look at the Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan series... They're laughable. Mm-hmm. You do not fear them for a second hunting mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. The intro is them tr- facing down this like wimpy, force-sensitive dude in no real intensity at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> and then the Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed. He's not dead, comes back. Riva is just kind of whiny the whole time. A little bit. So there's there's clear examples of this not quite working in mm-hmm. so many different medium. To add to that list, I would even say Palpatine is a little less scary mm-hmm. just because he's so overworked. Yeah. Cool, so now you have a bunch of clones that are uh-huh. doing your bidding or something, I yeah. guess. He's not fearful. Like, he's not feared no. anymore. Like, But when he shows up in Bad Batch, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, man, it's it's going to get real. Palpatine's here. It's like, that's not a thing. No. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunity here that they could really take advantage of and make super interesting with the character of Vader that mm-hmm. I would love to see. Yeah, make us fear the dark side again Mm -hmm. (laughs) make us root for the dark side please (laughs) legends of the dark side and uh, the evil powers that be were 
incredibly powerful and very feared. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see some of that come back. And maybe it's not directly Vader, but if we look to, towards the future, whatever ends up being the big bad for the Ray movie, I think they need to actually make them fearful. Somehow Palpatine returned. Boo. That sucks. I didn't like that at all. No fear at all. There was no threat, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren was very interesting as a character, very deep as a character, but he was kind of a whiny baby too. Um, Snoke was super interesting, and then he got killed. And Real fast. Really fast, pretty easily. It's all been this power-hungry, I'm going to be the best, mm-hmm. and then they're just overthrown. It's like, okay, I guess we all know how this goes. Yeah, there's no stakes mm-hmm. with the villains in Star Wars. There's there's no nothing. If you look at Ahsoka and you look at all the different fight scenes that they have there, I don't fear for the crew at all. Mm-hmm. They're literally riding through an open field with no cover and while a Star Destroyer, a massive Star Destroyer, fires down on them. Do I fear for their lives? Not at all. You know why? It's because I was trained through the whole show not to fear for them. Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to live. That's that. So I'd love to see a, a series with some stakes. That would be great. Now, switching gears, talked about Ahsoka, talked about the different things that we're getting. Let's let's review Star Wars in 2023. Oh, okay. Researching for this topic, I was just mind blown with how many things actually came out this year. Oh, yeah? That was actually this year. <laughs> if you think about it, Mando Season 3 was this year. Whoa. Bad Batch Season 2 was this mm, year. Yep. Jedi Survivor was this year. What? Star Wars Celebration was this year. Yep. And Ahsoka came out this year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stories. That's not even talking about the books that were coming out for the High Republic. True. It's not talking about the comics. It's not talking about the mobile games. This is the real thing. Mm-hmm. This is the, not quite movies, but the big show. Yeah. Um, this is what most people are going to get their hands on. Yes, exactly. And just to say that, hey, a Star Wars video game came out this year. That's pretty crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. A good Star Wars video, a very good Star Wars video game, Jedi Survivor, was awesome. It's probably my personal game of the year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it a ton. Yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> and it, it's one of those games that you can just keep on playing through. It's not like, an it's, it's semi-open world, but it gives you some boundaries and I love some boundaries I kind of burn out on open world games but if you look at it yeah Mando season 3 it came out March 1st 2023 Hmm. yeah wow what a long year it's been (laughs) exactly that's a whole can of worms in terms of like what it did for the franchise and opening it up and making making Mandalorian stretch a little bit further than it probably should have or could feasibly support but it's a good example of like some of the boundaries that they're setting for the character of Mando and Din Djarin mm-hmm. and Grogu and Bo-Katan and Ahsoka by extension as well yep. so we have that then on the same note there was uh, some very interesting crossovers in that same beat of Bad Batch mm. Bad Batch was obviously talking about cloning Mando season 3 was mentioning cloning so there was very it was a very interesting like similarities they are taking place in similar positions but different timelines mm-hmm. because Bad Batch is post order 66 and the repercussions of that and Mando season three is post fall of the empire and the repercussions of that. So they were, and they also covered 
cloning, which I think was interesting. Mm-hmm. And Mount Tantus, which was something that was, one, very well mentioned in Legends, mm-hmm. some canon, but as a place for Palpatine and Thrawn. Mm-hmm. So there, that was opening a can of worms for theories of ideas of what exactly could happen when we look at the world of Star Wars. Yep. And what it could mean for the future and season three of Bad Batch. Uh, crazy cliffhanger. Some actual stakes. Talk about stakes. Like, yeah. Tech died. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that happened. Jedi Survivor took something that we knew of only in the books, High Republic, and brought it to the forefront in the biggest story that we've seen it yet, mm-hmm. which is in a video game. And video games are close to the level of like Star Warsiness as uh, the movies. I'd say in terms of numbers, very similar, mm. if not more on the video game front. I doubt 13 million people or whatever watched um, Mando season three. Maybe. So very. If there was a show to watch, I feel like Mando would have been the one yeah. that 13 million people would yeah, have. But, not Bad Batch, but Mando, uh, yes. But, <laughs> But the biggest that we've seen, the High Republic, outside of books, Mm -hmm. the largest audience that we've seen would have interacted with the High Republic. And I think that's setting the groundwork for Acolyte when it ultimately Mm. comes out. Because Acolyte Mm -hmm. is going to be placed in the later years of the High Republic, but it is going to be interesting to see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But that is the first example that we've seen of the High Republic and I think it was very interesting to see a lot of the architecture come out and the different story beats for Cal Kestis as a character and there were a lot of theories going around that we'd see Cal Kestis in Mando season 3 or we'd want to see him somehow in something like there were some theories out there I think we even covered them on the po- on the podcast or the YouTube channel of Cal Kestis coming to Mando season mm-hmm. 3 oh, yeah. uh, so that's that side of things and then we get to ahsoka Mm -hmm. and ahsoka i think was a return to basic star wars yeah i think it was good not great but good it was a good reset it didn't do a whole lot it didn't change everything it really started back to where it ended where it started almost Mm. i think as a year for star wars it's been pretty good it's really fascinating hearing you just talk through them all and being like reminded of Uh how interwoven all of them are yeah weirdly so yeah did they do this on purpose Uh i kind of have a sneaking suspicion that they did um and a lot of these things came out pretty close together yes it was like a bunch mm -hmm. and then there's a gap of time and then there's ahsoka yep yeah so yeah mando season three and bad batch had like, crossover of yeah, two episodes like, coming out the same day at the same time yeah yeah it was crazy and it was a little too bit too much uh-huh <laughs> and for them to be talking about like the same things the same cloning mm-hmm. and then mentioning of thrawn and all this like other yeah. stuff where it was like it's like how, are these in the same time line? where are we uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it was kind of a lot to process mm-hmm. um and i i don't know I hope that's not a trend that we're going to see in the next year. I Um, don't think we need to have similar themes across all of the (laughs) timelines of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, no. Uh, Preferably not, because it got real confusing. And I get easily confused on these times and (laughs) what's going on and who's doing what. So, yeah. Maybe don't do that again, Mm. please. But very interesting. Very fascinating that they would do that. Um, Yeah. And then... 
and like all of them, all of them interwove with each other. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka bringing actual Thrawn in, yes. and like, oh my gosh, it was a big year for Thrawn. Yeah, big year for Thrawn. <laughs> Boy, am I ready for it! But mm-hmm. we need more. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and we need more stakes for Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And and uh, options and opportunities for him to really showcase his strengths as mm-hmm. a character instead of just being the generic bad dude. Right, just standing there. Like we don't need orders. to see another generic warlord in the Empire. Showcase why Thrawn is actually interesting as a character, and do not water him down as a character. Please don't. Ugh. Um, but I I think as a year for Star Wars, it's been really interesting and really fun. Mm-hmm. I know from a content creator perspective, like I loved this year of making content around the Star Wars things. It was a little rough with Mando season three, but Bad Batch was <laughs> rocking it out. Yep. And then Ahsoka was really fun because that's when we did our live streams as well mm-hmm. after watching the episode. So there's a lot of fun stuff when we look back at the year of Star Wars in 2023. Yep. Also, stay tuned. If you're not subscribed, subscribe, because next week we're going to be doing a review or a look forward at 2024 in Star Wars. So make sure you're subscribed for that. But yeah, wrapping this up, Star Wars in 2023 was quite good. It covered a lot of the similar themes that we didn't quite expect it to across Mm -hmm. the whole timeline. Uh, Because if you look at Mando Season 3 and Ahsoka, they're set around the same time period. And if you look at Bad Batch, it's post-Order 66, but they're all talking about some similar themes. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, um, similarly, I think Bad Batch Season 2 and... um, they wouldn't quite line up, but they were closer if you look at Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Very similar timelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jedi Survivor takes place at the same time as Obi-Wan does. Uh-huh. So, lots of crossovers, lots of interconnecting. Mm-hmm. But as always, thanks for listening. Check out our podcast wherever you find podcasts. And as always, may the Force be with you.